We got some verses up there this morning. Uh, At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called the little child to him and set him in the midst of them and said, Surely I say to you, unless you are converted and become a little child, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as a little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. In Him you also trusted. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of a woman, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Wow is right. Okay. Now I'm going to read John's passage of Scripture too. Uh, Let's see here. Where are we at? For this reason I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family of heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through the Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes, okay, all knowledge. Amen. Some amazing statements there in those passages of Scripture, and we'll try to weave those together. There's something great and something mighty about the kingdom. The kingdom, before Jesus Christ was in heaven, when Jesus Christ came and began his ministry, he also brought the kingdom. Think about it. And we pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Where's it at? In heaven. It's interested in the kingdom coming to earth. And so this, this whole kingdom idea, he said to Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you know, unless you're, you're born again, you, you, you can't see the kingdom. Hmm. What I'm going to talk this morning about is the magnificence of the new birth. Except you be born of water and the spirit. You can't enter the kingdom. So the magnificence of the new birth. God's criteria for greatness 
And his kingdom is different than the criteria that the world has in their kingdom. The world's kingdom in criteria for greatness is, you know, great feats, accomplishments, fame, skill. And now, all of those things that that have a, a, a image of What can I say? An image that's different than the kingdom. God's criteria for greatness is serving and humility. Serving and humility. Isn't it a powerful statement that Jesus addresses this theme of greatness in the kingdom. Of all that were born of man, there was none greater than John the Baptist. And we're going to walk this out this morning to, to, to see uh, the dynamics of the magnificence of the new birth. But he who is least in the kingdom is greater than he. As you read your Bible, it abounds with great heroes, military heroes, prophets, and I mean that did exploits, communicators and kings and even ordinary people did some amazing feats. And we look at them as champions, champions of faith. Fact is, when you open the book in Hebrews and move to uh, chapter 11, it records many of those notable Champions of faith. Hebrews 12 says that, that there are so many of them that, that it's like a cloud. Wherefore we also are being surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses of these champions. So it, it, it doesn't, Hebrews 11 does not, you know, uh, 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 Give us the names of them all. Fact is, I believe it is, and that it says that that uh, there wouldn't be enough time if God was, or if the writer was to go ahead and tell you about every one of the great champions. Yeah. And it says in Hebrews that there is a divine connection between yesterday and our tomorrows. It says that they were, had obtained a good testimony through faith, but did not receive the promise. They weren't the final chapter. It's safe to say that the church is the final chapter 
God having provided something better for us. So there is a connection, a story of generations, both of time and purpose. Think about this morning this statement. How great these men and women were, and that John was greater than them all. Think about these people. They met with God. They preached his word. They stood in the face of adversity. They lived faithful lives. Old Testament greats. We often would think, you know, I'd like to be them. What would have been an amazing to be an Abraham? Father of many nations. Audience with God and that he bargained with God. And you know what I mean? He, he, he set in the worship of the one true God. Noah. His great feat of saving the world from extinction. Moses, who to Israel was the greatest leader in their history. He, he mediates between God and man. His miracles are legendary. He knew God face to face. The first five books of the Bible document his leadership. Then, of course, one of the favorites of everybody is David, a man after God's own heart. Yes. He, David, is credited with, the, with worship, the tabernacle of David. That everyone, you know what I mean, can worship, come together in a free spirit and an open heart. David is also, you know, uh, connected with the eternal throne of God. God said, your throne shall be established forever, meaning those of your lineage. Someone from you will always sit on the throne. Then we move into the prophets. Two outstanding ones are Elisha and Elijah. <laughs> Elijah did amazing miracles, and Elisha comes along and doubles them. Yeah. Then we see a real human side in Samson. I mean, the physical feats of Samson are mind blowing. But. It's not a fairy tale. Now, how many think these are great people? Yeah. Then, of course, we know the great prophet Samuel, the judge of Israel. He had the privilege of anointing both Saul and David into their role. Then, of course, there's Enoch. Who wouldn't love to be Enoch? You walk with God on a daily basis, then all of a sudden you just decide, I'm just going to go home, and he walks up into the heavens with, with God. 
Huh? I mean... But you know, all of them were born of women. They were all born of men. And now we come to the one that Jesus himself is greater than all of them. John the Baptist. He indeed was a celebrity in his hour. He had a simple message. Pre-kingdom. Repent. Follow the Lord. Yes. He, he is a prophet, which by Israel's image... The prophet was the most, was the highest, most powerful, most desired office that there was to be a prophet. They gave the word of the Lord. And he was chosen to introduce Jesus, but he still is on this side, pointing to this side, the kingdom. Yes. Notice what the angel said. He will be great in the sight of the Lord. He'll turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He also shall go in the power and the might of Elijah. Whoa. And... He baptized Jesus. But I say to you, among those born of woman, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he the magnificence of the new birth my hallelujah this john revelation is is in itself is is it amazing that he recognized that jesus was the lamb of god that takes away the sin of the world He's an ambassador, a voice for Christ. He's the voice of one crying in the wilderness. He has, you know, the, 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 the honor of introducing water baptism. Yes. He's more than a prophet, the scripture says. Think about that. Who do you want to be? You want to be John the Baptist? Or you want to be in the kingdom?
Yeah. Think about that you're greater because of what you see. The prophets, including John the Baptist, looked and saw many of these things but could never experience it. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 13, he says, why do you speak in parables? They're asking him. And he says, because it is for you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. I... You know that John the Baptist, he knew what we could call the sprinkling of the Holy Spirit. But we know the infilling of the Holy Spirit. The dimension and the dynamic. It was he himself who said, he shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. There will be an energy that you'll receive. For you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Hmm. John's ministry was a ministry that was in between. The child of God, those born into the kingdom, is not a ministry in between. That is, in between old and new. It is the new. There's more to come, but it has to, it is the same new. The new birth is a translation. Without it, you can't see and you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. Meaning that when you're born again, you both see and you enter. It's a translation. Colossians 1 and 13 says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. He that is least is greater than the greatest. Do you know who you are in Christ? What it means to be born again. It's more than a spiritual experience. It's a translation. If any man be in Christ, he is a new. The new birth doesn't renovate old. 
Now it starts brand new. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. We not only have, you know, been moved from a kingdom of darkness, we've been moved to a kingdom of light. The book of Hebrews says that, that our, our audience with the king of kings and the throne of grace is unlimited. You, you, there is not just, you know, set times or periods that happen, you know what I mean, that you can have a visit or an encounter with God. He said, but you can come anytime. That's pretty amazing. Which was, under the old, you had to wait for the right time. I ask you, would you have rather been the one who gave the law, or would you rather be in the kingdom? Now, so you ask me, are they saved? Absolutely, you, you, we see that they are, but they didn't get to participate in the fullness of this thing. There's just major supernatural advantages that the child of God has. Yeah. Those supernatural advantages that are reserved for those who are members of the kingdom of God. Eye hath not seen, and ear hath not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of a man the things that God has prepared for them, but God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. Jesus walked out of that tomb for our benefit. Yeah. If he's not alive, then all of our faith is vain. All of those miraculous things out of those great champions of faith will die was it, were it not for Jesus walking out of the, the tomb. the amazingness of the new birth. Hallelujah. It says in 2 Peter chapter 1, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. It talks that we have a divine nature. They had to struggle with the old nature. We have been given divine nature. 
Now, I'm not saying we don't struggle with it because we don't kill it like we should. Put to death. That's what it says. I mean, you know, he's saying, don't be easy on your flesh. You are a bona fide member of the family of God. For you all are the sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, whereby you cry, My Father. That's my Father. God is my Father. And then, of course, if children, then we're heirs. We're in line for a whole lot, man. In the new birth is a new life. It's a resurrection power. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you comes with an amazing guarantee according to my pages are stuck together it's a good thing we don't film this huh you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise think about a seal the importance of a seal it's an identifying mark. Yeah. Now, other people don't recognize it, but kingdom people do. It's like circumcision. That was an identifying mark to the children of Israel. The Holy Spirit is an identifying mark. According to Ezekiel 9, it's a seal of protection. According to Revelation chapter 7, it's the seal of possession. You see the authority of the seal when they sealed the tomb of Christ. They secured it. They sealed it. It's a seal of validation. It certifies something. It grants authority. You remember when the prodigal son came home. He gave him a ring which is a seal. It's authentic. It's a seal of your inheritance that there's more to come. It's an official seal. My... It's final. Promises a future resurrection. 
the grace era is greater than the law era. Oh, hallelujah. He that is least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist who was the greatest. My. The amazing magnificence of the new birth. When you get born again, you're greater because everything about the kingdom is greater. It's no longer shadows and types. It's no longer talking about the that blueberry pie that you're going to get. It's the blueberry pie that you're eating. Poor analogy, but sweet. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. There is technically only one thing that is yet future, and that is the resurrection or the change of our bodies. Everything else technically has been changed. And our bodies are going to be changed. And Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant. I want you to know about this. Jesus selects the criteria for greatness in his kingdom. It's not accomplishments. It's not skill. It's not somehow, you know, being, being popular or celebrity. It's humbly serving. Humbly serving. This quality of humility. I was thinking about our own church and how that This is such a serving church. How everybody serves. They're not wrestling with, you know, who's first and who's second. Just serve. And that makes you the greatest.
your name may not be on the NBC, CBS, or Christian Broadcasting Network. But as far as God's kingdom is concerned, as far as the king is concerned, he said, just serve. And it makes you greater than all of the other greats on the other side. That which is leading up to. Paul said there in that passage of Scripture that John read, he said, I, I just wish you could grasp what I wish you could catch a hold of it. I pray that you get some revelation on this. You know what I mean? Do you know who you are? Do you really know who you are? Do you really believe in the kingdom? It's an everlasting kingdom. It's an everlasting kingdom. I'll ask musicians to come this morning. I'm still trying to absorb this. The world might not think much of you, but God does. Others may not recognize what you're doing, but the kingdom does. I am a child of God. You are a child of God. Hallelujah. I don't think it's supposed to produce pride. But I do think it's supposed to generate awareness that this is no small thing. It's not just about getting saved. It's about a whole new world. God's world. Yeah. And you can be the greatest by simply humbly serving. Hallelujah.
You don't have to be the greatest singer. You don't have to be the greatest musician. You don't have to be the greatest preacher. You don't have to be the most popular. You don't have to be the most recognized. You just have to serve. Just have to serve. As I began, this church in my lifetime of being here, which is moving up to 45 years, has been the greatest, according to the world. When the flood came through, how many know that that mess we had could only be done if you had humility to go ahead and roll up your sleeves and pull out that debris and, you know. remove everything and then rebuild it again. Well, because they served. And here, they hear one of complaining. I didn't. And hear everybody saying that, you know, I'm too great for that. not my role. No. Everybody just kind of went ahead and did their part. So I say that first of all, that, that every one of this congregation, according to the word, the kingdom standpoint is greater than John the Baptist. Our leadership, everyone is just humbly served. Served the church, served Jan and I, served each other, both men and women. And then from the moment that Doug and Tanya came. made Bible Center their church and they've done nothing but serve. 
in humility. And Jesus says, that's what makes those in the kingdom great. And we all don't serve in the same capacity. We all don't serve in in the same, you know, way or even in the same role. If you want to be great in God's kingdom, you got to be servant of all. Got to be the servant of all. As you stand with me this morning, in God's eyes. You're not just a nobody or just a somebody. You're the greatest. Oh, hallelujah. You're the greatest. Different criteria. But church, we're out of that. We're out of that world. We're in this world. We've had a translation. I love Malchiah 6 and 8. He has showed the old man what is good. What does the Lord require? To do justly, to love mercy, and just to walk humbly with my God. Hallelujah. He that is least is greater than John the Baptist who was greater than all of those that came before him. Saul missed his opportunity for greatness. Remember King Saul? 
He missed his opportunity for greatness. God said, when you were small in your own eyes, I could use you. But now because you've become big in your own eyes, Yes, maybe you've never raised anybody from the dead. Raising people from the dead in the kingdom is not a criteria for greatness. Bible Center Church I want you to know what God thinks and I want you to know what I think that you're the greatest you're the greatest Father as we leave the house this morning Don't let anybody leave feeling that they don't, that they're not great. Help them, Lord Jesus. Help us all. To that know to know that serving is the criteria for greatness. with God. Hallelujah. Amen. You're blessed and dismissed in Jesus' name.